Buenos dias. Ma'anyun Buntag. That will be good morning, good morning, and good morning. Today we're in Psalm 3. If you're reading along with us, with the Celebration family in Thomasville, tomorrow we'll be in Psalm 4. I think the next week, I have to go back and look, I think the next week, so tomorrow will be 4, the next day will be 5. So if you don't mind, just read numerical order I think for the next week or so and then I think we skip up into the 20s or something like that and we're going to be in the Psalms for probably the end of September and through October maybe weave back into another gospel to keep the good news at the forefront of our minds and hearts <clears throat> so anyway as you come on just uh, let me know you're there remember push these videos through if you're if they're a blessing to you if you've been encouraged or helped in any Anyway, that's uh, why we're that's why I'm sharing these with you every day. So basically, basically, I just want to bring a word to you, kind of a, a devotional word, and it's kind of morphed into in the mornings. Uh, sometimes, like in John, I got more into like teaching and looked around. Now I did like one for 18 minutes. Hey, brother Mike. So the purpose is not to do a complete teaching to last 15, 18, 20 minutes. Sometimes I just get carried away really want to bring with you, bring to you something in the morning time that you can chew on um, for the day. And so in, in Psalms, I mentioned yesterday that Psalms are a blessing to me. They bring <coughs> a challenge to me. They comfort me. They convict me, bring consolation to my heart. So we were in chapter one yesterday and today's chapter three. And just so tomorrow before the next day will be five, I think until we get up to twenties and I'll, I'll alert you about that. So anyway, I got up this morning. And I read Psalm chapter 3. So I know most of you probably know this, but but maybe not. Maybe not. When you're reading the Psalms and you look in your Bible, and even, even in your Bible app, I'm reading the King James Version from the um, the, uh, the, U, the U Version app. Okay, so when you look in Psalm 3, if you have your Bible open. So remember, I encourage you, have your Bible or your Bible app and a journal, something to write in. And just write down a couple of thoughts that the Lord gives you when um, when you're reading. Sorry, I had to adjust the screen there. So in Psalm chapter 3, you can see where the first verse says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? And that's an exclamation. He's, David is saying, how are they increased? You go, how do you know David wrote the psalm? There's a thing called superscription. See the italicized words right before, like in your Bible, I think it says Psalm 3, then verse 1. But before that, there's some italicized words. See that? In italics, it says, a Psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. So not all, but some of the Psalms have superscriptions. And those superscriptions give us an idea of who the author of the Psalm was, and sometimes a basic idea of the historical background in which it was written. Hey, Sarah. So Psalm chapter 3 was written, according to the superscription, by David. And it says, when he fled from Absalom, his son. Now, we don't have time to go back and read the, the history of David and Absalom, but Absalom was one of David's sons. And um, Absalom was full of bitterness. And bitterness always turns to wrath or rage. It just always does. That's why in Ephesians chapter 4, I think it's verse 
31 and 32, the Apostle Paul said that we're to put away bitterness, wrath, and he mentioned several other characteristics that we're to put away, like taking off a of clothing and put away. So basically, when you read Ephesians 4, I know I've jumped ahead of the New Testament. If, if Paul said put away bitterness and wrath, that means we can do it. That means we don't have to live our lives in bitterness. That's what that way. Uh, that means we don't have to live our lives with anger and wrath and all that vengeance. So when Paul said, put away all bitterness, all wrath and several other things. And then he said, but be tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. And so, so we see the end of it. Bitterness turns to wrath, anger, vengeance, and a lot of times violence. And so Paul says, put away that and replace it with tenderheartedness, care, and forgiveness. You go, well, that's not always easy to do. No, it's not always easy to do. But watch this. If you couldn't do it, Paul wouldn't have told you to do it. So we have to own it. When I have bitterness and wrath in my heart, I have to own it and realize I'm the one that has to remove bitterness from my own heart. I'm the one that has to remove wrath, put it away from my own heart. So as we're coming into Psalm 3, Absalom was, uh, David was fleeing from his son Absalom. Now, Absalom had bitterness in his heart toward his dad. Now watch this. The bitterness, the bitterness was legitimate. It was legit. Like, there were some things that happened in Absalom's life when he was little. Um, you know, and like, again, this is just a devotion, so I don't have time to go back and do a whole teaching, and neither do you. But there were some legitimate things that happened in Absalom's life that caused Absalom to be bitter toward David, his father. It was very legitimate. And what I'm saying is, maybe you're watching or you will come on and you have bitterness in your heart. There's some, th there's some things that happened to you in your life that, that the bitterness is legitimate. Like somebody's done you wrong. Somebody has really come against you. Somebody has done some horrible, despicable things toward you or toward your family member. I'm saying that is legitimate. It really happened to you. But if you keep it inside, if you keep wearing that, the bitterness will turn to wrath and it will destroy you from the inside out. If you're tracking with me, this is heavy today, okay? If you're tracking with me, just nod your head. At least you know what I'm talking about. So when we get to Psalm 3, Absalom was filled with bitterness and his bitterness turned to wrath and Absalom was trying to revolt. Well, not trying. He was leading a revolt um, to take the kingdom away from his father, David, who was the king, okay? So many, including me, believe that Absalom was trying to kill his dad. There's some commentators that say he really wasn't trying to kill him. He was just trying to take the kingdom. Well, just think about it for a minute, okay? If David is a king of a kingdom and he has a great army, and Absalom goes around behind the scenes and recruits an army, and the army of Absalom was going against the army of David, to try to take over the kingdom, uh, doesn't it make sense that David, in Absalom's mind, David might just get killed in the battle? So at minimum, Absalom was going to be okay 
with his dad dying in battle, being killed. Whether or not he put out the word to assassinate him, when you're in war, he was okay, I'm sure, with the fact that his dad might be killed. So I believe that Absalom was trying to kill his father. So David is fleeing. Okay, David's fleeing. And that's the historical background of Psalm 3. I'm just going to read a few verses, make a couple of comments. So look what it says. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? David's, David's praying, praying this prayer. Um, he says, how many are they that rise up against me? Many there be which say of my soul, you don't have any help. He has no help in God. So, so this psalm was written by David, and I think it's, it can relate to us when your life is falling apart. When your life is falling apart. Have you ever felt like your life is falling apart? Yeah. We all have felt that way. So watch what David does when his life was falling apart. You ready? Verse 1 and 2, he's describing his situation or his peril. His P-E-R-I-L. He's in a bad situation. Okay, many are troubling him. Many are rising up against him. They're saying, you don't have any help. Hey, raise it. They're saying, you don't have any help in God. And then in verse 3, look what David does. And this is just an encouragement to you today, okay? When you read these Psalms, kind of back up a little bit and get a panoramic view, like a big idea or two from every Psalm. So the big idea here is David's life was falling apart. And David admitted that. David didn't try to hide the fact. He was very candid. And basically, he said, so many people are coming against me. But look what he did in verse 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. So what did David do when his life was falling apart? This is not rocket scientist. This is not some deeply spiritual, you got to be the spiritually elite to grab onto this. David prayed. David prayed. When David's life was falling apart, David prayed. Now, I'm sure, you know, maybe David went to some of his counselors and asked for help and asked them for counsel and all that. But what I'm saying is we don't read that here. What we do read is David prayed. So what I'm saying is when your life is falling apart, it's not, it's not horrible to go to other people. In fact, in the body of Christ, we are a community of believers. We're to be there to pray for one another, encourage one another, counsel one another, uh, help one another, serve one another, forgive one another. But oftentimes we take our problems and issues to each other before we take them to the Lord. Apparently, David took his peril, David took his trouble to the Lord. What kind of trouble are you facing today? Are you in a physical crisis? Are you in a financial difficulty? Hey, Brother Russell, are you, um, uh, what did I just say? Are you in a physical crisis? Are you in a financial crisis? Are you in a family crisis? Are you in like a relational crisis? Are you in a business crisis today? Are you like David? Somebody's revolting against you. Somebody's saying things about you that aren't true. Somebody's trying to take, uh, somebody's trying to take what belongs to you. Whatever, whatever your peril is, P-E-R-I-L, whatever your situation, whatever your problem is today, whatever your trouble is today, watch it. Just try this before going to your pastor, before going to your small group leader before 
going to your accountability group, before going to your wife, before going to your husband, take it to the Lord. That seems to be what David did. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And then what David did when he was praying, he recognized that God is his shield. That means God is the one that protects me. And David had been in trouble before, and now he's in trouble again. And David remembered that. Watch this. Watch this. Most, most of you that are watching are already believers. And, um, and some that aren't believers, we're praying we'll come to know Jesus. Most of, most of us, have, I'm sorry, I'm getting text messages like crazy. That's why I keep rolling the screen up. Um, folks are trying to text me right now. So, so God has a track record with you. At least the ones that are, that are logged on now. God has a track record with you. So go back and remember, you've been in trouble before and God pulled you out. You've been in, tight situations before, and God was your shield, which means God was your protector. And then he says, not only is God my shield, God is my glory. God is my glory. And then he said, he's the lifter of my head. So a bowed down head, a bowed down head would be a sign of defeat. There's another verse that says, lift up your heads. to." I lift up my head, my eyes, to the hills from which comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. So it's, when your head is lifted up, it's a sign of confidence, a sign of victory. You know, you'll hear parents or watch parents, some, especially uh, uh, dads, telling them, "What? Lift, lift up your head, man. Don't walk with your head all bowed down. Because even in our culture, we recognize there's something subdued about walking with your head down. There's something defeated about walking with your head down. And so David said, he's the lifter of my head. And what happens is, I'm trying to go fast, when I'm in trouble, when people or circumstances are coming against me, like people and circumstances were coming against David, David realized God is his help, God is his protector, and God is his victory. So he lifts up his head. So I'm saying to you today, lift up your head. Lift up your head. All of it. Lift up your head. Lift up your spiritual head. Whatever the issue is, pray. Whatever the issue is, take it to the Lord. So watch this. So David, in his trouble, in his peril, he prays. Can y'all say pray? Shout it out right now. I don't care. People are going into YMCA. They're looking at me like I'm stupid over here. Like I, I guess they think I'm just talking to myself. I'm talking to you. huh? Just say pray. David prayed. And then, and then it says he cried out to the Lord and he heard me. Then he says this, I laid me down and slept. I awake for the Lord sustained me. I went to sleep and I awoke. The Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people. That's probably about how many were coming after him. So you only have like two or three coming after you. He had 10,000s of people trying to kill him. They have set themselves against me around him. In other words, they're all around me. They're all around me trying to take what is mine. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. For you have smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Now he's remembering what God did before and he's just saying, God, do it again. You've broken the teeth of the ungodly. Deliverance belongs. In other words, if I'm going to be delivered, the Lord's going to do it. The blessing is upon your people. And David was upon, David was his people. So what David was saying, your blessing's upon me. You did it before. You'll do it again. I'm yours. And your blessing is upon me. So David, in his peril, he prayed. But watch this. As he prayed, he had peace. The Bible says, I went to sleep. What do we do when we fret, we worry, we become anxious? We humans, we tend to lose sleep, don't we? Instead of sleeping, we fret, we worry, we 
instead of taking our journal to write out the goodness of God and how God blesses us, we take our journal out and we write out the names of all, or at least in our, the names of all the people coming against us. That's not what David did. David prayed and from prayer he gained peace because he remember, remembered who God was. Remember the New Testament? Be anxious for nothing, Philippians 4, but in everything. Paul said everything. You know what everything means? Everything. But in everything through prayer and supplication. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Why don't you take a few moments in your peril today and start thanking God for what? Well, you woke up today. You're vertical today. <laughs> you're standing. You're, you're on top of the ground. You're not six feet under. You, you have breath in your lungs. You probably have food in your cupboard. You at least have a few family members left around you. Like, be anxious for nothing. But with prayer and supplication, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request, David made his request, God take care of him. Let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and minds, minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. That's New Testament. Before that was written, David understood the concept. When I'm in trouble, I'm going to remember who God is. I'm going to take my trouble to the Lord. I'm going to pray. And as I pray, God's going to bring in his peace that passes all understanding. I'm going to go to sleep and let God take care of it. Then when I, when I wake up, I'm going to pray again. And when I pray again, I'm going to pray with confidence and peace because God did it before. I'm just going to ask God to do it again because we know in the New Testament, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So whatever your trouble is today, pray. Whatever your trouble is today, pray. God is aware of the number of hair on your head. God is aware when a bird falls to the ground. And Jesus said, how much more does he care about you than all that? Though, listen to me. God cares more about you than the birds of the field. You tracking with me? Pray. As you pray and seek the Lord, peace will come in because God's going to remind you he had your back before. When that peace comes in, just go to sleep. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap, ask Elijah. And when you wake up, pray again. That's kind of what Paul meant when he said to pray without ceasing. Hey, I hope your day is a blessed day. Father, I pray that you will help the folks that are watching and listening divorce my opinion from your word and embrace your word and maybe not so my opinion if it's not really true. And we hold to your word. Or you told Isaiah that your word will not return unto you void. It will accomplish what it was sent out to do. And so as your word is sent, I pray it will accomplish what you want it to do today in the lives of those that are watching and those that will watch. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, y'all are a blessing. Y'all are a blessing. I, I see your comments. I appreciate those. I appreciate those. Sometimes you just kind of wonder, you know, is the word really helping people? And I just said, I just said God's word doesn't return void. But sometimes when you're preaching and teaching, you just kind of, you just kind of wonder. Um, and so, yeah, I have my moments too. So uh, keep watching. Hey, if these videos are a blessing, uh, share them on your Facebook page and then go to my personal page, okay? Go to my personal page, scroll down a couple of days. My secretary, Debbie, has, um, uh, we have over 150 podcasts now. These um, videos, she's turning into audio podcasts and then probably 130, 140 podcasts that I've done over the last year or so, like daily devotions and Bible reading. You can go back and listen to those. They're like five, those are like five to eight minutes long. And, um, um, and then 
share these videos. It's the word of God. It's a tool. It's a tool we're trying to put out. My job is to help equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. So use the tool, this and other tools, to the glory of God. Y'all have a great day. Hope to see you tomorrow.